Happy Sabbath. Shall we uh, kneel for, for silent prayer? All right. So good night once again. Happy Sabbath. Happy All right. Um, this uh, over the last few months, maybe two months, three months, the Lord has been guiding us through this, the, the 2300 days. He, he took us back to the 490 and the 2300 days, and we've been learning much about these things. And um, one of the things that has been um, really opening up is really the spiritual applications to these things, how they matter for now. However, the Bible teaches us in 1 Corinthians 15 and verse 46, it's a rule that we all need to have in the back of our minds. 1 Corinthians 15 and verse 46. The Bible says, Howbeit that was not first which is spiritual, but that which is natural, and afterward, that which is spiritual. And this principle we know teaches us that in order to understand the spiritual of anything, you must understand the natural, right? Uh, the natural understanding of, 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 of the thing is what paves the way, because we are carnal. We are first carnal. And Paul says as we're carnal, we have need of milk, milk being the natural things. And as we grow... Then the Lord begins to give us meat, more spiritual things. And then we learn to compare spiritual with spiritual. So the 2300 days, is a nat there is a natural application to it. It's a natural prophecy. It's something that literally happened in time that we must understand if we have to understand its applications for, uh, in, in, for, um, for our time, the spiritual applications. So let us go to Daniel 9. That's where, Daniel 8, sorry, is where it's found. <coughs> Daniel chapter 8 and verse 13 and 14. <coughs> Daniel 8, 13 and 14. The Bible says, Then I heard one saint speaking, and another saint said unto that certain saint, how long shall be the vision concerning the daily and the transgression of desolation to give both the sanctuary and the host to be trodden on the foot? And he said unto me, unto 2,300 days, then shall the sanctuary be cleansed. So this question was posed and the answer was given 2,300 days. And it says, at the end of that 2,300 days, then shall the sanctuary be cleansed. cleansed. So from that moment on, Daniel is, looking, think Daniel is looking for the cleansing of the sanctuary, right? A start time and an end time, because the angel did not give him a start time. So how do we go about discerning these things? One of the rules that we use, um, Miller's rule number 13, it says, to know if a pro to, to, 
um, to, to know if a prophecy has reached its fulfillment, when you've found the um, when you've un, when when you found the application of the prophecy after the symbols have are are um, understood, he says if you found uh, the um, if every word is fulfilled, then you have your prophecy. If not, you look for a future fulfillment. So the first thing that comes is twenty three hundred days, then shall the sanctuary be cleansed. So once you find the start time of that prophecy. Then you begin to look and count what? 2,300 days. And the first thing you're going to do for most people, they're going to look for 2,300 natural days. All right? But in looking for 2,300 natural days, from the time of Daniel's um, day, if you count 2,300 days, even from the start of this prophecy, which we'll go over, you would see that there were no sanctuary cleansed at the end of that 2,300 days. Literal days. So one word lacks a fulfillment. Miller says, then you look for a future fulfillment. And then we have another rule. It says that to understand figures, uh, uh, no, not, not that one. To know if, if a scripture is figurative. If you find that, um, that, that it destroys nature, then it's a figure. So naturally, when you search for 2300 days, nothing happens. Right? Nature doesn't agree with it. So now, we, Miller realized, or, or, or we should realize that we have a figurative prophecy. Right? But how do we understand 2300 days? What is a day in prophecy? Right? This is what we must understand. So go now to uh, Ezekiel, Ezekiel chapter 4 and verse 6. Ezekiel 4. And verse 6. Amen. When we find it. Amen. Amen. Ezekiel chapter 4 and verse 6. The Bible says, And when, when thou hast accomplished them, lie again on the right side, and thou shalt bear the iniquity of the house of Judah forty days. I have appointed thee each day for a year. Each day for a year. And the other witness is in Numbers 14 and verse 34. Numbers 14. If we go to Numbers 14 and verse 34, the Bible says in verse 34, After the number of the days which ye searched the land, even forty days, each day for a year, shall, be, shall ye bear your iniquities, even forty years. You shall know, uh, and you shall know my breach of promise. So two witnesses in the scripture that says each day is a year. each day for a year. So now, uh huh, no, that one is a day is a thousand years. Okay. So now we're looking for a, a period of time of twenty three hundred years. Amen. And what we need to find then is the starting point. All right. So Daniel is given this vision. In, 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 uh, in Daniel, go back to Daniel uh, 8, and let's just read uh, from verse 14 onwards. Daniel 8, uh, of verse, verse 15, right? That the question is asked, how long shall be the vision? And the answer comes back, unto 2,300 days, then shall the sanctuary be cleansed. 
And then it says, and it came to pass, verse 15, when I, even I, Daniel, had seen the vision and sought for the meaning, then behold, there stood before me as the appearance of a man. And I heard a man's voice between the banks of the Uli, which called and said, Gabriel, make this man to understand the vision. So he came near where I stood. And when he came, I was afraid and fell on my face. But he said unto me, Understand, O son of man, for the time of the end shall be the vision. Now as he was speaking with me, I, 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 was, deep in, I was in a deep sleep on my face towards the ground. But he touched me and set me upright. And he said, Behold, I will make thee know what shall be in the last end of the indignation. For at the time appointed shall the end be. Now drop down to the end shall be. Drop down to the last verse of verse 26. Sorry. Verse 26. It says, And the vision of the what? Evening and the morning, which was told is true. Wherefore shut up the vision, for it shall be for many days. And I, Daniel, fainted and was sick certain days. Afterwards I rose up and did the king's business. And I was astonished at the vision, but none under stood it. So, um, there was a part of this vision which Daniel didn't understand. I'm not going to explain, but there's two parts to this vision, right? But um, for time, uh, uh, just for, because it's a basic study, I'm not going to explain which part I'm talking about in the sense that they have specific um, applications. But there was a part of the vision that Daniel didn't understand, right? Just that this is what he says. He says, I, um, I was astonished at the vision, but none understood it. Amen? So now you go to chapter 9. What does Daniel do in chapter 9? What does Daniel do in chapter 9? He prays. Alright? So let us look at verse 1 of chapter 9. It says, In the first day of the rise, the son of Ahasuerus, of the seed of the Medes, which was made king over the realm of the Chaldeans, in the first year of his reign, I, Daniel, understood by books the number of years whereof the word of the Lord came to Jeremiah the prophet, that he would accomplish 70 years in the desolation of what? Jerusalem. This is important, right? He says 70 years in the desolation of Jerusalem. Because there's two 70 years. One is the reign of Babylon, but the other is the desolation of Jerusalem. Alright? So, let us quickly... Browse that. Go to Jeremiah 25. <clears throat> because this prayer is in what? The first day of Darius. Amen? So where is Babylon? Babylon is off the scene. Right? He's, he's in the first day of Darius. Meaning, showing that Babylon is off the scene. Which means, for Babylon, the time has already ended. But they were still in captivity. Amen? So now, Jeremiah 25, and drop down to verse 9. It says, Behold, I will send and take all the families of the north, saith the Lord, and Nebuchadnezzar, the king of Babylon, my servant, and will bring them against this land and against the inhabitants thereof, and against all these nations round about, and will utterly destroy them and make them an astonishment and an hissing and perpetual desolations. It says, Moreover, I will take from them the voice of mirth and the voice of gladness and the voice of the bridegroom and the voice of the bride, the sound of the millstones and the light of the candle, and the whole land. All right, what is he talking about here? The land, the land of Israel. 
It says, And the whole land shall be a desolation and an astonishment, and these nations shall serve the king of Babylon seventy years. They shall serve who? The king of whom? Babylon. The king of Babylon. Who is the king of Babylon after Nebuchadnezzar falls? After, after Babylon falls, who's the king of Babylon? Darius, right? So even though it says king of Babylon here, most people's mind would immediately go to, Nebuch to, to Nebuchadnezzar and Belshazzar. But there is a text where it says Cyrus, king of Babylon in the Bible. So, no, it says Cyrus, king of Babylon. Right? So, but who comes before Cyrus? Darius. So Darius is also the king of so 70 years were to be accomplished in Babylon. He says, I will send and take Nebuchadnezzar the king. So when Nebuchadnezzar takes Israel, he's already what? King. Mm -hmm. Amen? Mm -hmm. Nebuchadnezzar was king for three years before he actually took Israel. Right? But there's a prophecy for the reign of Nebuchadnezzar. And there's a prophecy for the captivity of Israel or the desolation. All right? So this is why even though Nebuchadnezzar is off the scene, God's people is still in captivity. Because the 70 for them was not the same as the 70 for Nebuchadnezzar. Everyone's following? All right. So Daniel in chapter 9 is praying and he says in the first year of Darius. And he's praying. And what is he praying for? He's praying for an understanding of the vision. He said, I understood by books the time, right? Uh, the 70 years that were to be accomplished in the desolation of Israel. But the angel told him unto 2,300 days. In his mind, he has 70 years. So even where is this 2,300 days coming from? Right? In fact, there was no sanctuary. Nebuchadnezzar destroyed it. So what sanctuary was the angel talking about to be cleansed? Right? This is all in Daniel's mind. We have to understand Daniel's psyche. So Daniel what? As a faithful student of prophecy, he goes on his knees, just like in chapter 2, and he prays. Amen? Alright, so drop down now to chap verse 23 in chapter 9. Verse 23. It says in verse 23. Yes, Daniel 9 verse 23. It says, At the beginning of thy supplication. This is Gabriel speaking to Daniel. And he says, At the beginning of thy supplication, the commandment came forth, and I am come to show thee, for thou art greatly beloved, Therefore, understand the matter and consider the vision. Seventy weeks are determined upon thy people and upon the, thy holy city to finish the transgression, to make an end of sins, and to make reconciliation for iniquity, and to bring in everlasting righteousness, and to seal up the vision, and to anoint the most holy. Let's pause here. So now Gabriel gives him a prophecy and he tells him it's 70, 70 weeks. Amen. How many days in a week? Seven days a week. Amen? Seven days times 70 weeks equals what? All right. Four hundred and 490 days, right? Each day for a year gives us 490, 490 years. So the angel says... This time is allotted to your people, right? The Jews. So continuing on. 
uh, verse 25. Then he says, Know therefore and understand that the, from the going forth of the commandment to restore and to rebuild Jerusalem unto the Messiah the Prince shall be what? Alright, he breaks down the 70 and he says seven weeks and what? How much is three score and two weeks? 62 weeks. Amen? And then what? That's it? Seven weeks and three score and two weeks. Yes, the streets and the wall shall be the streets shall be built again, and the wall even in troublous times. And after three score and so after this three score and two weeks shall what? Shall Messiah be cut off, but not for himself, and the people of the prince that shall come after that shall come shall destroy the city and the sanctuary, and the end thereof shall be with a flood. <coughs> And unto the end of the war, desolations are determined. And he shall confirm the covenant with many for one week. And in the midst of the week, he shall cause the sacrifice and oblation to cease. And for the overspreading of abomination, he shall make it desolate. Even until the consummation and that determined shall be poured upon the desolate. So let's walk back a little bit. In Daniel chapter 8, Daniel was given a time. Unto 2,300 days, then shall the sanctuary be. Daniel says, um, the time was long, but none understood the, the vision, right? So in chapter 9, he prays for an understanding of the vision. And Gabriel comes and he says, I am come to make thee, no, I'm come to give thee skill and understanding, right? And Gabriel begins by saying, 70 weeks, right? So keep in mind, Daniel was trying to understand the vision given in chapter 8. Gabriel gave him a new vision, so that he can understand the time of the beginning of the vision he was asking about. Right? Everyone's following? Mm -hmm. So the 70 weeks, it begins the 2300 days. Right? They have, because what, that Daniel is seeking an understanding of the 2300 days. And the angel says, Know therefore and understand that from the going forth of the commandment to restore and to rebuild Jerusalem. That's your starting point. Right there. Right when Jerusalem is given the decree to restore and to be rebuilt, there's your starting point. Amen? That's your starting point for the 70 weeks. And for the 70 weeks, it says uh, seven weeks, right? Seven weeks. And then three score and 62 weeks. Followed by one week. Amen? giving you a total of 70 weeks. Amen? This is how Gabriel broke down the 70 weeks. And he says, in the midst of the last week shall Messiah be cut off. Amen? So, let us, um, let us now ascertain from the scriptures the start of, the, of, of, of this uh, prophecy. Because it says, from the going forth of the what? Of the commandment to restore and to rebuild Jerusalem. And why did the angel give Daniel that? Because Jerusalem was destroyed. All right? In order for a sanctuary to be cleansed, the Lord has to restore it. Amen? But we'll, 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 we'll see that was only a type, right? So now go down to Ezra, the book of Ezra. Esther, Ezra, Esther. Go to the book of Ezra, Ezra and go now to... 
Ezra chapter 1. Ezra chapter 1. It says, Now in the first year of Cyrus, the first year of Cyrus, king of Persia, the word of the Lord by the mouth of Jeremiah, that the word of the Lord by the mouth of Jeremiah might be fulfilled, the Lord stored up the spirit of Cyrus, king of Persia, that he made a proclamation throughout all the kingdom, and put it also in writing, saying, Thus saith Cyrus, king of Persia, the Lord God of heaven hath given me all the kingdoms of the earth. You know why he said Because Jeremiah said what? I was going to give into the hands of the king of Babylon all the nations. Amen? And Cyrus is now the king of Babylon. So Cyrus says, the Lord has given me what? All the earth. Amen? All right. Then it says, and he had charged me to build him a house at Jerusalem, which is in Judah. Where did the Lord charge Cyrus? Go to Isaiah chapter 45. Because Cyrus says the Lord charged him. Amen? So he is seeing that his work is a command from God. Go to Isaiah chapter 45. And let's look at verse 1. Uh, uh, go to um, verse the last verse of 44. The last verse of 44. It says, That say it of whom? Cyrus. That say it of Cyrus. He is my and shall perform all my pleasure, even saying to Jerusalem, Thou shalt be built, and to the temple thy foundation shall be laid. laid. Right? So right there, the command is given to Cyrus. Amen. And Cyrus says in his decree in Ezra chapter 1 uh, and verse 2 that the Lord charged him to build a house. Amen? All right. And then he says in verse 3 of Ezra chapter 1, Who, there, who is there among you of all the people? His God be with him and let him go up to Jerusalem, which is in Judah, and build the house of the Lord God of Israel. He is God, which is in Jerusalem. And whosoever remaineth in any place where he sojourneth, let the man of his place help him with silver and with gold and with goods and with beasts, besides the fruit offering for the house of the Lord God in, that is in Jerusalem. Now there's a whole history that follows that, right? When they, when, when they, when they leave and all that. But that was the first decree. And that decree was given in the year 536. Because it says in the first year of Cyrus. The year when the word according to Jeremiah was accomplished. And Jeremiah says they were to be in captivity or the land was to be desolate for 70 years. Right? So at the end of that 70 years, the Bible tells us that's the first year of Cyrus. Amen? And that 70 ended in 536 because Daniel and the Hebrews was taken in 606. Alright? It was in 606 when Nebuchadnezzar took the first group of Hebrews into Babylon. But Nebuchadnezzar was king in 608. All right? He, he, that's why Babylon fell in 538. Because it was 70 years for Babylon, but 70 years for the desolation of the children of Israel. Are we following? Amen? So, 536, Cyrus issues the first decree. All right? Now let's go to chapter 4. Ezra chapter 4. Chapter 
No, not four. It's chapter six. In chapter six, Ezra chapter six and verse. Verse 11, go to verse 11, because this is, let, let's first read verse 1, all right? And then we'll read verse 11. Ezra chapter 6 and verse 1 says, Then Darius the king made a what? A decree, and search was made in the house of the rose where the treasures were laid up in Babylon. And there was found in Akmetha, in the place that is in the province of the Medes, a roll, and therein uh, was a record thus written. In the first year of whom? Cyrus. So Darius made search and he found that Cyrus had issued a decree, right? Because after Cyrus came in the Samaritans and they stopped the building of the sanctuary. And so, so search was made. Darius found Cyrus's decree and this is what he did in verse 11. He says, also I, have, I make a what? A decree. So Darius then on the back of Cyrus issues a second decree to restart the work of the building of the sanctuary. Amen? Now, when you go down to verse 15 of the same, not 15, but um, 14, the same chapter, Ezra 6 and verse 14, this is what the Bible says. And the elders and the Jews builded, and the, of the Jews builded, and they prospered through the prophesying of Haggai, the prophet, and Zechariah, the son of Ido. And they built it and finished it according to the commandment of whom? Remember, Cyrus says God commanded him. Amen? All right. It says, according to the commandment of the God of Israel and according to the commandment of whom? Cyrus and Darius and what? Artaxerxes, king of? So the Bible says they prospered and built it under how many kings? Three kings. It took three kings to complete the decree. This is what the Bible is telling us. Everyone's following? Now, the explanation of the third decree is in chapter 7. Right? In the very next chapter, the Lord explains the third decree. But for now, I want us to see that the Bible tells us it takes three decrees. Now, Sister White, in, um, I'm just going to read this in GC. Uh, where is it? GC 326, paragraph 3, she says this. In the seventh chapter of Ezra, the decree is found. In its completest form, it was issued by Artaxerxes, king of Persia. But in Ezra 6.14, which we just read, the house of the Lord at Jerusalem is said to have been built under the commandment of Cyrus and Darius and Artaxerxes. These three kings, in originating, reaffirming, and completing the decree, brought it to the perfection required by the prophecy to mark the beginning of the 2300 years. Everyone's following? It took three decrees to, to fulfill the prophecy. All right? Three decrees to fulfill the prophecy that know, therefore, and understand that from the going forth of the decree uh, to, to restore and to rebuild Jerusalem. It took three kings to effect that one decree. Everyone's following? All right. She says, in originating, which is Cyrus, reaffirming, because what did Darius do? 
He looked for Cyrus' decree, and he says, oh yeah, Cyrus did say that. Let them alone. Right? And one more time, under Artaxerxes, completing the decree. Now, what year was that third decree given? The year that the third decree was given is the year of the beginning of the 70 weeks. All right? History teaches us that the third decree was given in the year 457 B.C. And that marks the beginning of the 70 weeks and thus also the beginning of the 2300 days. Amen? Amen. All right. So from 457, 2300 days, if you just do regular math, it'll take you to 1843, right? Well, let's deal with the 70 weeks first. The 70 weeks, we know that we come down to, it says seven, um, it says three score and two weeks unto the Messiah, the, the prince, right? And the Messiah, the prince is whom? Jesus, Jesus Christ, which is in, um, you can find that in, in John chapter one. Go to John chapter 1, the book of John, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John chapter 1, and let's go to verse, I think it's verse, uh, verse 41. Now let's start with verse 40. John chapter 1 and verse 40. This, this, this we know. We've been going over this for the last um, few weeks. But it says, One of the two which heard John speak and followed him was Andrew, Simon Peter's brother. He first findeth his own brother, Simon, and saith unto him, We have found the what? The Messiah, which has been interpreted the? The Christ. Right? And this was right shortly after Christ was baptized. And the father said, um, This is my beloved son in whom I am. Well, please. And in Acts, man, which, which is that? I think it's Acts 4. I think it's in Acts 4. Uh, Messiah means anointed one. Um, yes, uh, is this? Acts chapter 10, Acts chapter 10 and verse 38. If you go to Acts 10 and, thir and 38, the Bible tells us who is that, that, that anointed one, because it says unto the Messiah and the word Messiah means anointed one. So Acts 10 and verse 38, amen. The Bible says how God anointed whom? Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power who went about doing good and healing and were oppressed of the devil for God was with him, right? So the Bible identifies the anointed one. That was Jesus the Christ. And um, Philip says to Nathanael, we have found the Messiah, which has been interpreted the Christ. Amen? So right here, 27 AD, you have the anointing of the Messiah. Uh, Daniel tells us in the midst of the week he was going to be cut off, right? Uh, because a week is how many days? Seven. seven days, right? And seven divided by two is? 
three and a half. So from 27 to 31, we have three and a half days. And after that, you have three and a half days. And in the midst of the week, on time, Christ was crucified, leaving us with now three and a half days. That takes us to 34 AD. That closes with the stoning of Stephen in Acts chapter 7. When the message went from the Jews to the Gentiles. Because 70 weeks was given exclusively to whom? The Jews. Amen. So now the message goes to the Gentiles. It's marking the end of the exclusive period for the Jews. The end of the 70 weeks. Now, I'm going to read one more quote here from um, GC 327 paragraph 2. She says, And he shall confirm the covenant with many for one week. The week here brought to view is the last one of the 70. It is the last seven years of the period allotted especially to the Jews. During the time extended from AD 27 to AD 34, Christ at first in person and afterward by his disciples extended the gospel invitation especially to the Jews. So the Bible says he shall confirm the covenant with many for one week. And in that one week, it, wasn't, it was first Christ and then his disciples. This is a pattern. It's always first Christ, then his disciples. This is how the gospel goes forth. So for, for three and a half, Christ himself, three and a half, the disciples who are now uh, inspired by Christ. Amen? And now you come to AD 34, that's only 490. If you take 490 from 2300, you're left with 1810 years. All right? So now, from this point onwards, is 1810 years, taking us all the way down to 1844. Now, there's a, there, there's a lot more that you could bring in showing the time when, when, when the Lord um, restored the understanding of these uh, these prophecies because the Bible says one of the thing here was to seal up the prophecy right and the vision and during the 1260 for the most part the dark ages what happened to the people they lost all understanding of this particular prophecy right so in 1798 which we can read in Revelation 14 the arrival of the first angel's message and also Revelation 10 when the angel comes down right with the little book open 1798 which marks the fall of the papacy, right? Christ begins to open up to these people these truths again. So I'm just going to read this one other quote from GC 324, paragraph 3, because they're the ones who could tell you this history because they went through it. Amen? All right. So we are told, the prophecy which seemed most clearly to reveal the time of the second advent was that of Daniel 8:14 which is unto 2,300 days, then shall the sanctuary be Amen. cleansed. This is what Miller thought. It thought. He thought the cleansing of the sanctuary was the second coming of Christ. Right? It says, Following his rule of making the scripture its own interpreter, Miller learned that a day in symbolic prophecy represents a year. He saw that the period of 2,300 prophetic days, or literal years, would extend beyond the close of the Jewish dispensation beyond the close of 34 AD. 
Miller accepted the generally received view that in the Christian age, the earth is the sanctuary. Um, continuing on. And he therefore understood that the cleansing of the sanctuary foretold in Daniel 8.14 represented the purification of the earth by fire at the second coming of Christ. If then the correct starting point could be found for the 2300 days, he concluded that the time of the second advent could be readily ascertained. Thus would be revealed the time of that great consummation, the time when the present state of all its pride with all its pride and power, pomp and vanity, wickedness and oppression was to come to an end, when the curse would be removed from the earth, death be destroyed, reward give, be given to the saints of God, and the prophets and saints, and them who fear his name, and those that destroyed. And, and, th and those be destroyed that destroyed the earth. So when Miller found this prophecy, and he reasoned day for a year, seeing um, all this, it took him down to, the year 1843. Why 1843? If you just do the math and you take 2300 days, right? Um, sorry, and you minus 457, right? Uh, 10, 10 minus 7, 3, right? 19 minus 5, 4. Right, and then this um, this three will become a two. Right, and then twelve minus four. Oh, not twelve, but hold on. Yes, um, this will become a one. Right, it's twelve minus four, eight. You bring the one down, and he came up to eighteen forty-three, and he said in the year eighteen forty-three. That was going to be the time when Christ was come. But 1843 came and they were disappointed. Why? If the 2300 days started on the first day of 457, it would have ended on the last day of 1843. Mm -hmm. Right? But in, in, in math, this is correct. All right? But when you when you calculating the year, this is one, right, each space is a year. All right? If you start in the beginning of the year, you're going to end at the, at the beginning of the next year. Amen? But what they found is that the 2300 days started in the fall of 457. So a year would take you to the fall of the next year. Right? But they thought it was going to end in the spring, which was the ending of the year. But once they ascertained that the, full, the, the, 23, the, 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 the 2300 days began in the fall... They realized they had seven months left, right? And that fall was going to take them down to October 22nd, 1844. Amy, you understand a little bit? Right? They, the, four, the, 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 the 2300 days didn't begin in the beginning of the year. So the, that first year it started in, there was only four months. Well, not, four, three months, right? There was only three months in that first year. So you can't mark this whole thing as a year. Right? You have to wait until all the months elapse, then there's your year. Right? So the end of the first year was really in 458. So if you do the math now, and you do 2300 minus 458, you're going to get 1844. Everyone's following? All right. Oh, no. I have nothing to do with it.
had that. We, we all had that. Let's just say, every one of us, every one of us had that thought, okay? Until we went back and read what the Millerites really said, right? It had nothing to do with this zero thing, right? It has everything to do with when it started, right? So because it started in the fall, it must end when? It must end in the fall. But they thought it was going to end in the spring. But it can't end in the spring because it started in the fall. You follow? So that's, that's, it's as simple as that, right? It's fall to fall. And so um, the other thing is this. What is the date for the cleansing of the sanctuary according to Leviticus? Um, Numbers 23. When did the Lord say he was to have it? In the 10th day of the? Seventh month, right? The Jewish year began in the spring, right? Which the month which we call April. That's right. And the day of atonement, the cleansing of the sanctuary was in the fall. So if you do seven months from April, right? It takes you down to uh, May, June, July, August, September, October, right? That's your, there's your seven months, right? And so, it says, unto 2,300 days, then shall the sanctuary be? Then shall the day of atonement begin. And the day of atonement begins on the 10th day of the? In the fall. Always. So even that verse tells you it's supposed to be in the? In the fall. Right? It, just by that verse alone, you knew it had to be in the fall. The reason why Miller missed it is because he said the sanctuary was the earth. If he understood that it was the sanctuary in heaven, that patterned the sanctuary on earth, but once they understood that, what did they do? They adjusted the date to October 22nd, 1844. And thus, we have the 2300 days from 457 all the way down to October 22nd, 1844. And in 1844, Christ went from the holy to the most holy place to begin the judgment. Right? And this is why we have the message in Revelation 14, fear God and give glory to him for the hour of his judgment is come. Right? And so the Lord placed this on record so that we can follow Christ. Right? Because it says um, 70 weeks. Um, no, it says seven weeks and 63 score and two weeks unto the Messiah. The Bible was pointing us to the Messiah. That was the whole point that we, that we locate Christ and his work. And once we locate Christ, we are not to take our eyes off of him ever. The Bible says, they follow the lamb whithersoever he goeth. And in 31 AD, the lamb that was slain went where? Into the holy place. Well, where should, what should we have done? Follow the lamb whithersoever he... What did the disciples do? They followed him into the holy place by faith. But they lost sight of this truth during the 1260. It's called the dark ages. Amen. And in 1798, Christ came down to call the attention of the people back to his work in the holy place. But not just 79, but it began all the way in the Reformation. During the Reformation, they started to understand that Christ was interceding on their behalf. But that work culminated all the way here on October 22nd, 1844, when now Christ showed them his movement from the holy to the most holy place to begin the cleansing of the sanctuary. The question then begins, the question now begs, what is the cleansing of the sanctuary? Right? This is what all Adventists must understand at the end of the world. What is the cleansing of the sanctuary? How are we cleansed? 
right? We're on earth. How are we cleansed? How does that, what does that work look like? Because it's a real work that we all must participate in, right? And so in my next two videos, uh, uh, next one plus the other, yes, my next two videos, I explain that, right? And um, one of those videos is called 2300 Days, The Cleansing, and the other, um, I haven't given it a name yet, but it'll be soon be up. Um, but in my next two videos, I, I will explain in there what the cleansing means for you and I here at the end of the world. Because this is what we must understand. First comes that which is natural. The natural allows us to locate Christ. It allows us to see what he, to follow him uh, from the beginning all the way down to, to the, showing the change in his work from the outer court to the holy place, from the holy place to the most holy. The natural allows us to follow Christ in that sense. Right? But the spiritual teaches us the work that has been done in our own hearts. This is what we must understand. We must understand that work or else you won't be able to participate in the cleansing of the sanctuary. All right, so by God's grace, I will add to these, these thoughts. There are many other things in Daniel uh, 8 and 9 that needs to be understood. But for, for um, brevity's sake, I just wanted to introduce uh, a natural understanding of the 2300 days, showing why we understand the 2300 days, why we understand that a cleansing has begun on October 22nd, 1844. It's, it's right there in the Bible, and we can easily uh, pull that out. So I pray that that helps us going forward, because first comes that which is natural, and afterwards that which is spiritual. In the coming weeks, there will be other videos highlighting other natural things like the daily and the transgression of desolation, um, understanding the Mara and the Carl's own vision, all these things need to be explained and understood. And in the coming um, weeks, we hope to, 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 to put these things up. For those of you watching online, if you find um, that God's voice is, is, in this, um, is in these presentations, like the video, share the video, um, distribute the gospel. The Bible says, um, how can they hear without a preacher? And the Bible says, how beautiful is the feet of them that spread glad tidings. So if you, if you hear God's voice, like the video, share the video, subscribe to the channel. That way um, you can share these things with others. Many are dying for want of the gospel at the end of the world. And it is our aim to see um, all men saved. Granted that all men would not come to the truth, but we still have to try to save all men. So please share the video that others may, 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 may have the gospel just like you have the gospel in, in, in these words. Shall we then close with a word of prayer? Kind, merciful Father, we are grateful for these precious truths that you give us. Lord, indeed, uh, it is as honey uh, to our mouth, Lord, and we know that all that live godly in Christ Jesus will suffer persecution. That's the bitterness that comes with it. But Lord, we pray that you will strengthen us to endure these things, for your word says, he that endure to the end, the same shall be saved. And we pray, O oh Lord, that your precious promises that you give us, that you will never leave us, Lord, that you will be with us always, even unto the end, Lord, that these things we will hold fast to, Lord, uh, that, that, that each one of us here and also those of us who will watch this video um, in, the, in the coming weeks, uh, we'll, as, as we are enlightened, Lord, we'll hold fast to these truths and we'll continue to seek you and ask you to expound upon these things or to open them to us, for truth is ever advancing. So help us, Lord, to continue to walk in the advancing light. 
And as these things go forward, we pray that it will go with your Holy Spirit, Lord, and that the Holy Spirit will stay here even with us. Bless us on this Sabbath day. Help us, Lord, uh, to, to, to live in accordance with your will for this day. And we pray uh, for these things in none other name and the precious name of your Son, Jesus Christ. Amen.